Orphan Black, the next chapter, is back for season two, and it's bigger than ever. The official continuation of the hit TV show stars Emmy Award-winning actress Tatiana Maslany as all of the clones. And this season, she's joined by original TV show cast members Jordan Gavaris as Felix, Evelyn Brochu as Delphine, and Christian Brune as Donnie. Season two picks up where season one left off with, spoiler alert, the secret of the clones finally exposed to the general public. Hundreds of previously unaware clones grapple with the news that they are part of a massive military science experiment. Meanwhile, anti-clone protesters fight to have the clones' rights restricted. Caught in the middle, the Sestras want peace, and when an unforeseen threat turns their world upside down, they must join forces with former enemies to protect the ones they love. Orphan Black, the next chapter, is available right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to listen and subscribe, or visit realm.fm for more information. The following panel is brought to you by the Sundance TV HQ at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival. Enjoy! Well, thank you guys so much for uh, coming and doing this. Um, and basically, the, it's a very general, broad topic, which I think is great. It's about uh, creativity and how an idea actually starts and ends up on the screen. So hopefully, the panel is going to be informative and inspirational and uh, exciting. No pressure to yeah. any of us. But I think just in what you guys have done here and looking into your films, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Uh, how many filmmakers do we have in the audience? Woo! Great. And, all right, yes. Um, and how many people are wanting to make a film someday? Woo! OK, great. So this would be like uh, a veiled support group for all of us. Um, first of all, I just want to ask each of you, uh, uh, just if you could talk just a little bit about what your film's about and uh, plug your premiere. That would be great. And then we'll get into questions okay. about sure. it. You, you do the about, I'll do the plug. The plug? OK. Yeah. So our movie is about a Brooklyn couple who decides to go off the grid, turn their phones off, and go upstate, upstate New York. And when they do that and they're disconnected, uh, aliens descend on the planet, uh, and they don't know about it. Yeah. Um, so it's playing. It's premiering tomorrow night um, at the library at eight, nine p.m. Nine. Nine p.m. And then Sunday morning at the Egyptian at eight thirty. Monday night in Salt Lake. They just care about the first one. Yeah, right. You're nope. not going to be here after that, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so the reason I jump, my film is based on uh, a book by a 12-year-old Japanese uh, non-verbally autistic boy. Um, and the book kind of explores the experience of non-speaking autistic people around the world. Uh, and it's premiering on tomorrow at three-ish, I think. Three. <laughs> I'm looking at my producer at the temple. At the temple, great. Great. Uh, Beast Beast is uh, it's three interwoven stories about young people in a southern town. It's there's some like first love in there, some crime, some petty crime. There's some like some gun stuff. It's uh, it's a whole lot of stuff all slammed in one. Uh, it's premiering Saturday, uh, the Prospector, and then it plays Sunday night here as well, and then Monday night in Salt Lake. Fantastic! Yeah, That's great. And like we, were, we were talking about upstairs. Uh, I used to be a programmer at the festival, freelance programmer. And it was just so amazing how hard it is to get in this festival and what an achievement it is. So congratulations to all of you. I Thank mean, you. it's huge Thank to be here. Thank you. And um, yeah. we all celebrate you. So uh, first of all, I'd like to ask um, Eleanor and Alex, you know, just if you can sort of talk about your, you know, you're walking down the street and then this idea happens, and how, how did this idea come about? Sure. Um, it was Eleanor's idea, so she has to answer. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, it's actually, it's a funny question because I don't actually, like I don't remember the time where I was like, the idea, but um, <laughs> it was just, you know, I, I like my cell phone quite a bit. And I, <laughs> maybe a little bit addicted to it, but, um, and also, you know, just kind of this idea of like, if you're not near it and something happens and there's so much news going on these days and not finding out what, what's going on immediately is a little bit scary. So sort of amplifying that idea with like, what if the apocalypse was actually happening and you didn't know about it because you weren't connected to the internet was kind of the kernel of the idea. Um, but then, yeah, Alex and I started making it, we wanted to write it together. Yeah, Eleanor asked, invited me to be, to be a part of it. She was like, do you want to write casual. this together? And I was like, yeah, it sounds great. It's like a great idea. And then we sort of uh, went from there and it, it, like the metaphor became pretty, pr pretty obvious to us. Uh, I don't know, like it was like 2016, and we were like, "Yeah, the world is truly ending." ending? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that climate, that climate report came out, and we we're like, "All right, yeah, so now is the time for comedy." Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and and this is your first feature. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, fantastic, and first time at Sundance. Yeah. Um, so, how do you get that idea going into being a feature? I know I you know, are yeah. you're an actress, and you both have made short films, so it's not like you just. Uh, yeah, you know, working at the Dwayne Reed and then yeah. make a feature, and here you are, which would be a great story That's too. Good too yeah. But uh, story. so if you could talk about that, that would be great. Um, yeah, the process. Well, I guess maybe we. Well, we were uh, we're a real life couple. We decided to move in together, and then there was a period of time where we didn't have a place because we moved out of our separate okay. apartments. We went to Portugal together, and we wrote the script in two weeks. Well, that, okay, so that's how we wrote the script, but you mean like how do so we get, get in a made? relationship with... And then this... Yeah, get in a relationship with... Yeah, yeah. Right. You got to get onto Tinder. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. There we go, yeah. yeah. So get on social media before you get off social media. Right. Exactly. The script writing part was the, e the easiest. It was really part. fun, yeah. It, yeah. it's like once you have the script and you're like, okay, now, <laughs> who wants to make this? Yeah, like, nobody. But, yeah, for a while, nobody, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just eventually, like, well, we, yeah. Um, honestly, it was yeah, Christina, Christina here, our agent, no, our manager, like, put, she got all the pieces together and she got us in the meetings and the it's producers just about met each other. The right people. Yeah, so we met Christina, she did everything else. And I think, like, at, at the right time, and, and actually, like, it was Sundance Film Festival last, last year. Last year, yeah. That we weren't here, but um, Christina was here, and, like, our producers and our EPs were here, and they all kind of met together, and Christina was like, we're going to do this, right? And, like, that's, I think, just the excitement of the festival, and it all just, yeah. like, ended up coming together from that they had other films here, and um, I guess the timing was right for them, and um, yeah, they were texting us like from the festival's pictures, yeah. of it, and we're like, yeah, 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 we'll believe it when we see it. Mm -hmm. But then yeah. it actually did happen, and then we shot in June, and and now we're here, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. Are any of the producers, is, are Mandy and Adia and Kara here, or no? Josh, no. Cool, right. so we can talk about them. We can talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Jerry, yours is a, you're the only doc on the mm -hmm, couch mm -hmm. documentary, and you're also the only one who has been at Sundance before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're the veteran and can tell right. what it's like. Uh, can you uh, talk about, uh, you know, your, your uh, documentary is based on a book written by, I think it was a 13-year-old, and I, if I pronounce the name, Naoki Higashida. Higashida? Yeah, um, an autistic 13-year-old mm -hmm. who wrote a book 
Mm. And if you could talk about your process with that, because mm -hmm. you didn't just directly film that book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You were so, yeah, so two of the producers of the film have an autistic son. And the, I think reading the book for them, which is basically an account of uh, this 12-year-old boy thinking about, th sometimes thinking about being age four or five years old and his kind of sensory world and gradually coming to understand his autism and who he was. Um, reading that book had given them a lot of insight, I think, into their own son. And they were film producers, so they optioned the book, as you do. Um, and I got involved. It's an area that I've done a lot of work around. I used to work in sort of advocacy, media advocacy around uh, autism and learning disabilities. Um, so I sort of felt it was something I could do, but there was one constraint, which was that Naoki didn't want to be filmed and didn't want to, the, book, the, the film to be about him. Because um, the obvious story to make, I guess, was to take that book and use it to explore you know, his own life, his finding his voice. Um, but that option wasn't available. So at that stage, it's kind of, uh, we decided to sort of get an audience to spend time within, you know, immerse themselves within four sets of um, non-speaking autistic people around the world. And that's what the, the film does. And the book kind of laces and weaves through those as a kind of way of trying to understand what's going on for those people and trying to take you into their heads. <laughs> And, and so for, um, and I pray I say everything correctly, so please correct me if I say anything <laughs> nice. in the wrong way. Um, but this film allows non-autistic people to experience the world as they do in some way. Is that, I mean, it's a sensory... Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, you can't... Film can never equate to a, of course. A, someone's experience, I guess. But hopefully what we do is try and try and sort of turn you around from a neurotypical way of doing things. I guess one, one example is that one of the things that Naoki describes in the book is a sort of perception of detail uh, that, you know, he will see a group of people, but he'll be focused on, you know, the, the, the symbol on your shoes. Um, and that, that his understanding of the room will, will come later. Um, so that was kind of one shaping form for the film. You know, how, what happens if you take people into scenes in, in sometimes into disorientating detail? Uh, before you kind of understand where you are and, and what you're in. And, and one of the reviews I read about on the book, looking online, it said that uh, the reason I jump is a Rosetta Stone, and I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. I hope you do too. <laughs> uh, but a way to uh, for people to sort of decipher that world and. Was that part of your intention? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me, you know, because I did, I did go to Japan for all of three days <laughs> and meet with Naoki. Uh, and for me, I think the sort of the, the, the strong impression I got was the sort of the contrast between appearance and what was going on on the inside and the outside, you know. So um, Naoki uh, uses a, a letterboard to spell out words, and I did what was effectively a kind of interview conversation with him where he's spelling that out. He does it completely unassisted. Um, but say, whilst taking spelling one sentence, which might take 10 minutes to spell, he'll be up kind of across the room talking about the fire escape, looking out the window, and come back down, type another few words out again. And the sentence at the end will be a perfect piece of poetry. You know, it's, so there's a, there's a sort of coherence and a competence that is not, that belies the, what you see. And in your um, creative process on making this film, you, you told me that when you told us that naturally you would have instinctually just shot the book to start out with, but that wasn't on offer mm. to you. That was a great, great, for, I mean, for me, that was great to undo. It's like a zen, a zen undoing of, your, of all of the things that you, use, the baggage you usually take into a film. You know, like usually I'm very narratively driven. I'm kind of 
either, either it's a film about the past, in which case you're looking for the shape of something in something that's already happened, or, or it's a film that's unfolding in front of your eyes and you're constantly kind of building this story out of it, whereas this, it was much more improvisatory and sort of following your nose through, through a kind of set of experiences, but trying to give the film you know, a strong shape and a strong forward motion, which I guess you could call a story, but it's not. It, it has no character. Well, I guess it has characters, but it has no continuous characters. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, it was a happy accident. Yeah, 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 really wow. great for, for learning. Wow. Yeah. Um, and Danny, we'll, we'll go into you. Um, Sorry, I'm getting real casual. I'm looking yeah. Real <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let me know when you guys want to. All right. This is a comfy cat. Okay. Um, Give it to me. Let's do it. And you, you uh, did a short film before this, Krista, right. that this was the inspiration if you, uh, for this feature length. Right. And then it, it seems to me it's very common for a lot of uh, people to make shorts first cut their teeth as a sort of test kitchen for features. <laughs> was that your story? And if you can talk about yeah, that I like process. that. I like that phrase for it. I, I make a lot of shorts. I feel like it's always kind of a grounds for experimenting with the ways to make a movie, people to make a movie with, um, how you cut that story together, how you approach it generally. And Krista was just like another full-fledged, like if I'm not, if I'm starting a project and not thinking like, I don't know how the hell this is gonna turn out or like how this is gonna come together, or how this is gonna work, you know, then I feel like I'm like doing it wrong, you know? Um, so Krista was another example of that, of kind of new territory. I, I co-wrote it with my brother who's over there. He's an actor in it as well. Oh, there he is. Okay. And, uh, and we did that, and it was, it, like, it was sort of taken from an idea that was like a failed screenplay from a couple years before, and we were like, oh, it's just a, like, we kind of like excavated what was like good about it and turned it into a short. Not, again, not thinking of like expanding it again, but then once I was finished with the short, I, I thought, oh, that was a pretty good experiment. We kind of like learned, like, I, I liked kind of like breaching that territory and like the, those sort of techniques, and I was like, well, let's kind of, let's see what we can do, and there were a couple other failed screenplay ideas, like, kind of floating in like the, the scrapbook pages of my brain and uh and I was kind of like, oh, what happens if you sort of, if you weave those together and you kind of tell a story and, and it takes place in the town where I grew up in Georgia and it's sort of like, well, let, how do you kind of tell a story about a place through these three characters and young characters and how they're experiencing the world right now and how do I sort of in, like integrate what my experiences were growing up there and, and sort of conversations that I have with my cousins who are teenagers right now and news articles that you see and you sort of like, something hits you and then you, you end up cast, I end up casting like characters from my life and oh well what if that happened in my neighborhood or at my high school or you know it, to one of my friends and you, I, I sort of like start to fill all that in and uh, from there it kind of like ballooned out into um, what, the, what the feature is yeah so. and um, your brother I, I was looking on IMDB and mm-hmm. your brother's like in every single film almost that you've made is that right yeah 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 well, well yeah definitely like a kind of creative partnership from there like so it used like to be like uh, forced you know it, it used to be like <laughs> Will's five years old, and we're like, we have like, you know, the camera out. We're like, hey, like, there's, we need, who are we gonna get to like ride their bike down the stairs? We're like, hey, Will, <laughs> come, you come be in this movie. It's a movie. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> um, and uh, so then, uh, you know, he kind of like any like any Stockholm syndrome situation. You know, <laughs> cut to ten years later, and he's like studying acting. And I remember calling home, like, oh yeah, Will's like in the high school production. I was like, sorry, like I'm so that's probably my fault. I'm sorry, <laughs> but he's come to, uh, yeah, he's a real, it's a real treat. It's it's a real treat to, to be working together. And especially we filmed this movie. Will's character lives in the bedroom where I grew up. 
like in Georgia in mom and dad's house. So <laughs> there's a really like there were like posters on the wall like movies, you know. And it's like it's a really it's a really special thing to to be able to have that kind of like. Uh, familiarity and 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 we, you you can sort of like scrape away formalities I think when working like totally. like with your loved ones you know and just say like you don't have to be like okay well that's a really good take but if we could just you could just like you just look at him like through the monitor or whatever and just be like well and he's like I know and I'm like okay let's hear let's go again you know and I'm like can we just lean a little more uh, and he's like yeah yeah okay and so it's like it, I I think in that sense it's like a really like wonderful working relationship and so yeah so then we keep doing it and we keep getting better at it and. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Is he going to be sort of your uh, Hitchcock uh, thing where he's in every single... I'll never work film. with him again after that. <laughs> but up to this point, it's been really great. Yeah. Yeah. But it's over so, now. Yeah, yeah. After Thanks, Will, but uh, this is the official... <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Yeah. You guys are breaking up right yeah. there. Thanks for coming, though. Thanks, yeah. Cool. Glad you're here. Yeah. So I, I, it was great that we... I mean, I wanted to talk about your films that are here at the festival, of course, uh, and how you specifically got those generated. And, uh, and I, I, I'd like to broaden it to talk about creativity in general. Um, you know, there you're, you're, you had a book for this one, but you didn't always have a book. How do your ideas uh, come about to uh, that? Oh, I want to—is it? I mean, I imagine it's everything: books, newspaper, short, reading. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, how do you normally? I, I mean, I think for me, like the uh, the sense of a, I guess, when I'm right, the early stages of an idea, a couple of things are important. One is a sense of the shape, you know, that this thing has a isn't just a, a sort of flat situation. I think uh, when people start out making their films, they think maybe I'm going to make a film about X. Um, but for me, you know, that that sort of shape, something that's a specific situation which is developing, it's really important. Um, and I guess. With this, it was you know the best kind of thing for me is just to be in a in a situation and let the situation dictate the ideas. So to begin shooting really early um, and to start using that as your way to build the film, and then gradually, like if I'm shooting a uh, an observation, something that's fairly observational, end of each day, I'll be writing you know what I think I've shot that might be a scene, and I'll write that in a kind of almost like a fictional way. You know, the sun rises and da 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 da, and that tells me what to shoot next because you know that okay that's Seems only going to work if I spent some time with her mother, or I've uh, shot Dawn, or whatever it is. And then I think gradually you build it up until you've got your 35 scenes that make a feature. <laughs> and has that been your style all Well, that's a terribly reductive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, great, the great thing about this is that no, it has no, the, one, the, one, the reason I jump, I think, is it has no scenes. No you know? scenes. So, 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 uh, so this is quite yeah. different than what you've done before. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Can you give an example of your uh, idea generating For starting this. out to get to screen on a previous project? And how um, that came about. So uh, we'll say on the on the Greenpeace. So I did, I did this film called How to Change the World, last film at Sundance in 2015. I, it was about the founders of Greenpeace in Vancouver. So it was about uh, what and what I was interested in. I think was um, so, so that started for me was f in being in this archive and finding all these rushes uh, from on board the boat, the, the original 16 mil rushes that they'd shot on the first um, anti-nuclear and, and uh, anti-whaling campaigns. And I guess for me, what was interesting was how going from 12 hippies in a boat to this global organization affected them and their relationships. It was like, you know, they saved the world but lost their friends. You know, that's the, the kind of premise to it. Um, so, so I suppose it's sort of, think, it, yeah, and I, I think you have to have your own 
you have to bring whatever it is you're interested in to that. You know, yes, there's a story of the history of Greenpeace, but the bit I'm interested in is kind of loyal. I think most of my films are about loyalty or something. You know? So some, somewhere deep down there, there's a, there's a thing about you know, trust. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And um, Alex and Eleanor before this film. Well, hey, wait, if you don't, how did you guys yeah. meet? We did meet on Tinder. Tinder, yeah. yeah. That's did you? Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's our cute little story. Nice. <laughs> that's, uh, is that left or right? Right, right is good. Right, right is good. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. right is good. Yeah. All right. Um, and before you met each other, you had both made uh, shorts mm -hmm. separately. Mm -hmm. And if you could just talk about some examples, uh, you know, and an idea that how it came to you and then how you... We, we all have ideas, and I guess yeah. this panel is sort of like, there's a lot of people with a lot of ideas, but not all of us get them on screen. Like, how, does, how did that work for you? Yeah, totally. Well, my shorts, I mean, I think one of the big reasons why I wanted to work on this with Alex was because all my short films are pretty sad. <laughs> it's pretty sad dramas. Um, so it was not, like, I, you know, I had this sort of idea for a comedy, but when you're thinking about the trajectory of your things and the next thing to do, it was just, like, not really the thing I was going to write by myself um, and I mean it's, it is a comedy but there's also like a lot of you know character dialogue and kind of real character moments which I guess is like more my kind of thing and then um, when I met Alex he had his past work was a lot of really weird comedy stuff and like and, and sci-fi and just like kind of cool weird things and it just seemed like a really good crossover to to try and do that together and it really was just like this would be a fun thing because it's like I'm never going to get around to writing that by myself and it's really hard to write a feature by yourself it's like it took me years to write the first script which I haven't even you know attempted to make yet and and then we did this one in two weeks because it's just like with, with two people it's just faster you know it's just mm -hmm. you sort of like you can fall asleep and the, the script that keeps writing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that did happen. That did happen. By both of us. Yeah. Uh, you but both yeah. fell asleep what was, at, different at different times. Yeah. What was cool, though, was that, um, we got to... So if you would never on your own make a, a comedy, or I wouldn't, like, on my own write a, a drama or something, like this movie, Eleanor got to... Like, Eleanor's got really, like, some of the, like kind of the gross, like, kind of messed up parts about the movie. It's not gross, but there's some violence in it. There's a little bit of this violence. Time. And it was like, Eleanor was just like... <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. you got to, like, you get to, like, enter a different zone, else. you know? Yeah, right. When you work with somebody else, you get, you're like, I think they would like this. So I would write stuff that I thought she would think is funny, and then, you know, it's, it's different than what you would do on your own, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're big fans of... Uh, of collaboration. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, obviously has to be kind of the right person, and we're pretty lucky, I think, that that just yeah, yeah. kind of happened easily yeah. and, and, and was like a positive experience for both of us. You know, find, find the right person to, to collaborate with. Otherwise, but, you're stuck. Yeah, <laughs> you're stuck <laughs> with the thing. But, um, nah, it but it's so funny that you didn't meet in the film business. We didn't know that no. each other were filmmakers <laughs> either. That was not, not on, our, on our profiles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, but yeah, it was a nice, happy accident. And like, we're living the dream right now. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Your next movie, clearly, Swipe Right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Danny, uh, you said that you wrote it with your brother? The short, the short film. Do you yeah. the Catholic school every time I call yeah, I just, on you? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, you're presentable. My mom might. 
Um, yeah, I wrote the, the short film with Will. It, 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 it very much comes from Will has all this kind of theater experience and has, really has like helped shape who he is like, mm -hmm. through that process. And I did high school theater as well. So we kind of like, kind of like, you know, did a collaborative, like just push like what story do we want to tell in a small way. And then I, you know, took from all that and then I wrote the screenplay. Alone, my first time writing a feature screenplay and it's hard, takes yeah, a long time. Yeah. It was like I literally it got to the point where I had to like reward myself. Like yeah. go to a place where like, okay, they're gonna close in two hours, I'm gonna buy myself a cookie <laughs> and I'm gonna sit here until they kick me out and I like will force myself to write right now and then you know I, I didn't think I came out with like the, a brilliant screenplay but I was like there's enough there and I'm surrounded by a lot of like really like wonderful screenwriters who I respect and they read it and they kind of like encouraged me to keep going and you know and then I, I had the confidence in like the actual production of the film and I knew that like the way we were going to put it together and the way we were going to film it left a lot of room for coloring it in and kind of like bringing new things to it and better stronger ideas and better scenes and and so I just we, we kind of set it up in that way and kind of had more of a let's let's capture as much as we can in the production phase of it, and then I'll take my time editing. And a lot of things have been reshaped and tightened and left by the wayside and added. Um, so the editing, I mean, we had a 14, 15 month post production on it, which was such a treat to like to film for a month and just like keep collecting just all, as many moments as we could, and then you know take the time to like find those things, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that nice? that's how it works. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds great. <laughs> 40 months, <laughs> yeah. 40 months yeah. next time. Yeah. 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 But and Jerry, you're more of a lone wolf than if we're talking about um, collaboration. And when you do you like to create by yourself? No, I think I mean I I you know I the, I. There's always collaboration involved, sure. I think, and, and you know, sometimes I shoot myself. On this last project, um, I worked with a DOP, Ruben Deschamps, who's here somewhere, but not here, maybe. Um, and, uh, and yeah, totally about, but very much about kind of what happens on the day, actually. Quite, I mean, we, we went in with quite a strong sense, I suppose, visually of, of the kinds of things we were looking for. Mm -hmm. But um, what we found was always going to be different. And mm -hmm. for me, that's what's great. You know, that's why I love documentaries and would never fit doing a, a fiction. You know, that I love the way that you don't have to have ideas. You know, <laughs> it just, the, the world just gives. Well, them. you have the ideas on yeah. the other side yeah. of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, right, right. it's like how you put yeah. those things together. Yeah. That's, I, I like how you said it. Yeah. You should have gone first, and I just would have been. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. he said. Thank you. Uh, I wanna, I'm going to open it up for some uh, questions. But first, I want to talk about, you know, since we're talking about the creative process, and we can all do that, but not all of us get to the screen. Can you talk about doubt and, uh, I have you know, like doubt? <laughs> doubt. doubt. The, movie. the movie Doubt? No, 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 yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, can you talk about how, you know, what, uh, can you talk about your process and have you hitting, do you hit doubt, do you hit fear? And, totally. and if so, how do you, uh, you stay till it closes or whatever, but how, how do you force it through to get past doubt? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, mean I, I have this thing that I've started saying, which, which is like, there's thousands of reasons to not make a movie, mm -hmm. and there's hundreds of reasons to make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Like, that's, I mean, I, I'm, I've been a hopelessly nonconformist all my life, but it's like, but it does feel like, Doubt is a part of any of anything coming. You know what I mean? It's like it feels like that. If I just read John Steinbeck's journals while writing *Grapes of Wrath*, and every day he's like, oh, "I can't do this." He's like, "Oh, every time I open the, I'm like, I, I what is writing?" You know? And I'm like, if that leads wow. to one of like the greatest novels in American fiction, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's part of it. Okay, par for the course. Let's go. And then you kind of you just find ways to bulldoze 
you know, and just kind of like push through that. I mean, it's, it's, and it hits you in like different ways. It's like different aches and pains of like, don't do that because movies aren't made like that. Well, your third act as well. Yeah. And movies are, oh, and you're like, oh, and really? <laughs> and then all day you hear the thousands of voices and then you hear that one. You're like, no, but this might be interesting, you know? Yeah. So that's, I don't know. Maybe that's a completely reckless and naive way of doing it, but I, I don't know. That's great. It's gotten me it was, through um, it. We, for us, I think it was like, very lucky to have each other in the mm -hmm. process because there were days where I would be in deep despair <laughs> and Alex would be like, it's going to be fine. Or like Alex would be in deep despair and yeah. I'd be like, get your shit together, Alex. Come on, we have to pull, do this. Yeah. You know, like, Literally pull, says, pull yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple times. Mostly in the, Alex's the deep despair is in the edit. I think yeah. it's like, it's one of the hottest parts for sure. I mean, it's like the longest part and terrible process. When you're writing, there's still the promise of, like, things are going to change and things are, like, I don't know, when you're editing, it's like you're on the other side of it, and it's like, this is all we have. Like, what do we do now? Like, it's like over. There's no more writing. Like, it's just here. And so there was, like, definitely some, some doubt in yeah. the edit. But it's like, you know, it's like anything, like, you do just, like, chip away and chip away and like gradually it just gets better and then you're like okay this one scene this is good now okay like and I was like right now that scene like and yeah and one scene at a time yeah one, yeah I know yeah. actually Alex had to keep reminding me of that <laughs> just like that it's we're gonna make this movie yeah. just one scene at a time yeah it's gonna be fun. we had someone give us advice and it was like because uh, we had just done a rough cut and we we're like okay there's so much work to do like I don't even know how to start and he was like just do the hardest scene first, and if yeah, you can yeah. do that, if you can crack that, then you know you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we did that. Good. It was great. Yeah, we did. We picked out all Huge. the hardest scenes and like all the hard scenes first, and the editor. Like, yeah. I mean, we did. We did sort of do some rewriting in the in the edit a little bit because like it was not as much as these. It's guys. two That's characters great. the whole time, yeah. and it's a lot of dialogue, and you know, like it's. It's, it was long. The first rough cut was, was long. I just ate all my dessert first. I did all the scenes I wanted to do. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, okay, this cool. Like, this might yeah. be a movie someday. You know? That's probably now a good way to do it, too. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it was like amazing. No, you're right. You're There's right. definitely great. a right way to do this, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> only our way. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think it's keeping... Because it's, you, you can't be like... It's blind optimism, but also like you have to... You're realistic the whole time. Yeah. So you're just holding these two opposing thoughts in your head. You're like, no one would ever allow us to make this and like of course we're going to make this at the same time it's just, yeah, right, right. just keep doing that and Jerry do you have any yeah uh, constant uh, endless doubts yeah I mean I'm blessed <laughs> with uh, Al Morrow who's produced eight of my films is like the most relentlessly positive producer in the world Yes. So, and I'm a very, unlike, I'm very conformist, so if she says there's a deadline, I, I believe her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just know that it's got to be done by then, <laughs> what happens in between. And so, yeah. Great. Uh, I want to open it up for uh, questions from the audience. So uh, is there, is there going to be a handheld mic, or we just shout? Oh, there it is. Um, so I guess in editing, it's pretty different with fiction and doc, but how do you approach a rough cut um, in general? Um, yeah, for, for me, I guess it's, uh, it, it, you know, I think in, in docs, you know, the editing is the writing process to a certain extent. Uh, it's mm. the same as a writing process. Uh, and I guess I take your approach, which is, you know, the scenes that I know are going to work, that are critical turning points in, in this shape that I've got in my head. That's where I start, generally. Um, 
and then yeah, just kind of I, I go. I usually go into the edit fairly well prepared. Um, I've just discovered Trello as a means of scripting stuff, which is like amazing. It's not you know, so like a to-do list app, but oh. it's an amazing way of keeping track of scenes and <laughs> stuff. So I, I kind of gradually build up a scene structure, and then we just attack it scene by scene, really. And and I kind of think the thing that I in doc editing, it's that junction point between one scene. I mean, I'm sure it's true in fiction too. That junction point between one scene and the next when an audience is thinking like, well, why have we just changed you know, from that to that? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. such an important kind of moment to use, that moment of doubt in the audience's head about why they're in the place that they are um, and how you can sort of shape that to kind of give the thing forward motion and, and push it onwards. Yeah. So, yeah, mm -hmm. get, your, get your scene transitions right. That's <laughs> we, uh, Thank you. I like Danny's story What's about up? doing the rough cut. You went around the. You like to travel around with your laptop and just. Oh yeah, well I, that's just kind of a. I need to keep it fresh for me. I, I cut on a laptop primarily, so it's like. But again, it's the same thing. I need to like do like micro rewards. Like, oh, I'm gonna go like sit at the library for a few hours. And I'm not gonna leave till I get a version of this scene down. Yeah. You know, yeah. I need to like kind of force that on myself. But 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 I, th I think as a general approach, like like how you face an edit. Yeah. Like for me, is very like as. as as far away from your ego as you can, I think, is, is my approach. Because it's like, okay, like I think, I think all this shit, oh, this is going to be great, this is going to be that. And like, no, the movie needs to be this. Uh, and just like, just be open to it and let it, this isn't like my, 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 me. You know, it's like, I'm open to friends' suggestions and let these things happen and let it kind of like, let it breathe and let the movie kind of like tell you what it wants to be. And like, so that's why I like to take my time with it too. Because you can, you can work for weeks on a version of the scene and your friend watches it and like, I don't know if the movie really needs that scene. And you're like, no, <laughs> and then you kind of like talk it away and you're like, I I'll try it. I'll try that, you know, and it's so like I, I try to just be as as unprecious <laughs> and like you know possessive mm. of it as I can, and it's kind of like it it grows, you know. We we had an, our editor Sophie Marshall. Yeah, we hired an editor. She we, did it. Yeah, no, but we like hunted her down because we really liked her work and, and really wanted to work with her, and so we had a lot of respect for her. I think yeah. going into it, which was kind of nice because they were like times in the edit where we were just like, we don't know, Sophie, what do we do? You know, and she was like very much kind of like mentoring us through a process because I think she's also worked with a lot of um, first time feature filmmakers too. So she's like, she sees the same she's patterns. So she's like, yes, yeah. everybody has the same thing, it's fine. But, yeah, she um, told us like, this is the worst part. Yeah. So we knew what yeah, the worst part we was. Knew. It was really nice. But so she did our whole, um, <laughs> she did a rough cut. Like she actually started cutting while we were shooting and which is pretty great because there were certain scenes where, like, there's some sort of like practical special effects stuff that we'd be like, Sophie, does did what we shoot? Does it work? Does it cut? You know? And so she would send us like little compilations of things along the way, which was really cool and like encouraging throughout the process of shooting to receive these little nuggets back and be like, it's gonna be okay, it's all right. Yeah, and we left and like a, a day or two at the end to, to do pickups, like during like the shoot, right. we had yeah, like so a blank could, day, two blank have, days. Like, a, a, that was which we used, huge. yeah, which <laughs> yeah. is great. If you can um, but yeah, her, so yeah. she sent us the movie at the end, it was like about two weeks. Um, we, did, we took a week off looking at anything and then we started like marking up um, the timeline and yeah. she was kind of already simultaneously editing so she would kind of get through her rough cut and then look back at our notes and kind of see how things lined up in terms of like favorite takes or whatever and, and if they lined up and she's kind of sent it to us in like four chunks and mm -hmm. for a while we kind of were working through rough cuts and chunks like notes on this while she was working on that because it takes like you can't give edit notes 
in a day, you know, like it took us, like you gotta watch it, digest it, think about it, go back to the footage, and like it took us some, some days to give her notes, so she was kind of like working on other sections, and it was really great. She was also in New York while we were in LA, which was really cool. Highly recommend a remote edit, because yeah. we really <laughs> like each other, yeah. like, but whereas we might not have if we're sitting like at a desk with each other every day, but it was really nice. So I loved hearing about, hi guys, uh, hi. all of your experiences, and I cannot wait to see the film uh, later this weekend. I wanted to hear from all three of you, uh, all four of you, for your three films, what was the single biggest um, f uh, risk that you took? I know that making any film is hard enough, being a filmmaker myself, especially a feature, but, and what you said, Alex, about like, blind optimism <laughs> balanced with like, you just know you're gonna do it somehow, that aside, like for you, for example, Eleanor and um, Alex, was it the mixing of the genres, taking a, like trying a different genre for each of you? Was that sort of the biggest risk? But I just wanted to hear. I think it was their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we put it all on the line. I, I would say, I mean, actually the financing, getting the movie up, we, there was like a period where we were going That out. was the hurdle, yeah. Well, well, not the hurdle, but like the risk. Like, I mean, because there were some companies that were interested oh, yeah, yeah. in the film earlier on. and But like, you know, you meet different people and they want to change different things about the yeah. script or the genre or the cast or this or that. And like, we were like, oh, yes, of course. We'll be like very open to anything. And then as it went along, we're like, actually, we're not open to changing that, or that, or that, or that, and we sort of just, we, yeah, we just There were some companies that some potentially wanted to, wanted to pay for the movie, which is a dream, mm -hmm. and then they wanted to change certain things, and we were just like, I, we couldn't bring ourselves to do it, and we sort of, in a way, walked away from money for the project. For sure, money. it wasn't like done deal or anything. No, no, it, was it wasn't like it's going to be made, but it was like we would have had to go down a road, so and it that was, was definitely a risk, because we could have no movie now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. you get you get that where it's like, do you want to make any movie or do you want to make right the, uh, movie. the movie? And you might not you might not be able to. We might have not been able to make this. Right. We should like, you know, <laughs> yeah. think about the odds. Like we shouldn't have gone. Yeah. We're, who are we? Like I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, it was a bad decision not to. It was a bad decision to turn down that money, but we still did it. And then it worked out. In so it was a we did high end up risk, with, like, high reward kind of thing. Um, producers and EPs who who yeah let us make the film that we wanted to make and. It was yeah. really cool. It was a good fit. Waited for the right fit, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, okay, this is, a, this is a creative risk. It's not, like, given the risk that a lot of filmmakers put themselves to, it's not really a risk at all. You know, I wasn't kind of being <laughs> shot at. Um, <laughs> but I guess for, for me, um, we shot in, in with four sets of characters in India, Sierra Leone, uh, the UK, and USA. And for me, the kind of creative risk was around how do you you kind of immerse an audience in their lives without kind of intercut, constantly intercutting between those, those people. So we, we ended up with a film which largely treats those as kind of almost like, they're not sort of four short stories, but like a, like a kind of book of short stories within a, within a larger film. And that felt, there were, there were a lot of people who were saying, don't do that. And so it felt like, oh, okay, are we going to, you know, is this going to feel like four films? Which right. I don't think it does. Um, but that felt <laughs> quite risky. Risk. But I wasn't shot down. You're playing with like the whole structure of the of yeah. a doc, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, so we could sidebar and talk for hours about the like financial risks that were involved, like <laughs> going into production and being like, how much is in the bank? Um, but 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 I but I think like the bigger thing for me, again, like kind of like artistically, creatively, is like uh, like w one of the biggest roles of a director is balancing tone. Right, and it's kind of it's almost all of it, right? And so it's like it's, it's like finding like 
is it okay to have something funny after something dramatic? Is it okay to like have like a like a sequence that feels like this after that? And then you kind of zoom out and you're like, is it okay to have a movie that has these <laughs> ingredients together? So for me, I was in a constant state of like, is this is, is that too far here? Are we going far enough? And every day, like approaching each scene and, and then walking away from each scene, I mean, like, did is that too comedic? Is this too that? Is that gonna work together? And then you're trying to just kind of seeing the whole picture. I think that this sort of like, it was just hard to like hold all at once, you know? And I think that to me was the biggest risk. And then it's like, and part of a long post-production process is like, let's keep tinkering and keep finding and pushing those things, yeah. Thank you. Oh, is it on? Can you yes. hear me? Um, yeah, my question is uh, for Eleanor and partner. Um, so Alex. Yeah. Alex, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I thought your name was partner. Um, <laughs> I should have remembered that. She's Alex, my daughter. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm curious, because we're in the process of you know, trying to make a movie, as I know a lot of us are. Um, when you turned away the money, <laughs> I understand that, because movies, when you're making them, can be very personal. You don't want people to change it. It's yeah, just wrong. But so when you turned it away, how then did you approach someone else? How did you make the connection for someone else to finance? Uh, financing is becoming our where we're at, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. step that we're at. And um, yeah, we have a lot of questions there. Well, I think, it's, I think that different people are ready to be looking at things at different times. You know, like we hadn't, I don't know, we, we hadn't met with the company that ended up um, sort of like pulling together the financing for our film until later after that. It was sort of like three months later, I guess. I mean, we were just constantly always trying to meet all the companies and, and pitch the movie, you know, as, as much as we could um, through like the meetings that our, our manager set us up with. Um, but yeah, I think it, there was definitely like a, a couple months where we were just like, I guess we're just not gonna make this movie then. <laughs> like, I guess it's yeah. just not. And it truly, like, we, we were trying to shoot it a year before we did shoot it, and we it was it's a movie that takes place in summer. So like, having made that decision was like, okay, now we know it's not gonna happen this summer. You know, let's just wait a bit and then try again. And and it was, but it was not like. Um, I don't know, we just, I think we just met the right people that was the right timing for them, that they were looking for something, you know, of our budget level or, so, you know, who knows, really, like, uh, I think it's a lot of it is just kind of yeah. kismet of, of the, the, and just, just, but I think, you know, just keep meeting as many people as you can and, and try and um, talk about the, the film because you just never know who you're going to be talking to and, and, you know, what's going to come out of it, like, in, in fact, like when, yeah, when we did meet the people who did end up making it at first, they weren't sure about it. The, they said no. They, they, said, they did. They said no in our meeting. And then we ended up months later like reconnecting with them. And, and they ended up being our, our wonderful producers. And um, you know, like you just remain positive and just keep meeting people. I don't know. It's, it feels like like a miracle, you know, like when it actually comes together. And, you know, right up until the last minute, we're like, yeah, we'll believe it when we're, and then we're like, oh, we're in New York now, and we're in a production office, and there's all these people around us. I guess it's actually happening, but yeah. 
So uh, yeah, her question would be then, how did you make that connection? Was it like here, networking? Here, hang on, let me I guess what, what she means for everybody, like when you talk to the investors, how do you have a confidence in like, this is the movie, you should fund it, uh, while still having the reality of like, most indie movies don't make their budgets back, like in box office. Yeah. I mean, like getting into Sundance is a dream. I don't think that, I think it's like the writers, directors, like it's not necessarily like your job or your business to be like, this will make your money back. Like you're just like, this is a great story. Don't you want to make this with us? Like that was kind of Alex's <laughs> approach to it. And I, I don't know, you can tell. No. No, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> but he, um, I mean, but I, I do think that that's the thing. Like, you know, the, it's up to your producer or whatever to kind of, if they need to, or it's really up to the, the financiers to run those numbers themselves no and talk to sales agents and figure out if they think it's like a financially viable thing to yeah. do. But like, there's no world where an indie movie is a good investment. <laughs> well, don't say that here. <laughs> you just have to hope that the people paying are into movies. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I'm sure. I mean, I just think that, yeah, just don't, don't I wouldn't get bogged down in like, the film making the money back <laughs> conversation. I think, I think it's well, just the separation of those yeah, things right? is really important. It is kind of yeah. key. I, I think. think you can't be thinking, has this? What can I write that's going to make the most money? Or you yeah, because then you, how yeah. will I write the scenes? Or how you? will I explain <laughs> it to them that it's, you know, I just don't think you need to do that. You just need to like focus on the story and the and the the creativity. That's what it. you think is good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. So basically, just sell the quality of your story. Yeah. 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 How are we doing on time? Yeah. Okay, All that's right. great. So we can. Uh, Ten questions. Keep it yeah. <laughs> what is the most valuable thing each of you learned making your movies? Wow. Or if that's like stupid. We no, it's not <laughs> stupid. Yeah, no, no. The most valuable. I'm back up question. The, the most valuable <laughs> thing. Yeah. You learned when you made the movie? Yeah, yeah like during, we learned like, that yeah. was like our best lesson. lesson. That That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. It's impossible well, there, to answer. Yeah, well, there are so, I mean, it's, it's, the answer is thousands of things, but like, but, but for me, like, general, like, a big takeaway for me was like, um, activity, like the idea of activity, of like in how you plan shots and how you block actors and how you write dialogue and how you cut a scene together. It's like for me, a big takeaway was like, oh, how, how are you always finding a way to introduce activity into the moment? You know. Mm -hmm. So that that to me is like one of the waving banners of lessons that I came out with. You know, and, and you can apply that to every step of the process. You know, keep it charged, like keep mm -hmm. the scene charged yeah. with like the camera and the and the people and keep, what they're all keep doing. Keep motivations happening and and, and yeah, yeah, just keep it alive. How do you keep it alive? You know? Right. Mm. That's great. I think I just like learned a lot about myself and like you know like right. I mean you, you go into a project like this and we approach like every relationship in the in the film with you know the crew members or whatever like because it's our first film and like most of the crew we're working with worked on many features and we're like okay how do you, how do you want to work and then throughout the process I was like oh I've learned how I want to work mm. now and I think that's like kind of an important thing which I did learn somewhat through making short films but I think it's like now it's, it's important to kind of like keep track of that and, and knowing like the types of ways yeah. that you like to collaborate with people and, and going into my next project, I'll definitely like be a little clearer on that now, which is nice. Yeah, yeah sort of believe your instincts, I think, mm -hmm. you know, that, that you're the person who's making it, not, not the other person, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Now that you're finished with your films and you're showing at Sundance, what is the next step for you um, with distribution? 
That's what this is all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't know. I'm going to do what, what, exactly what they're going to do, whatever that is. I'm just going to follow us. Uh, yeah. We, we, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have a dis distributor yet? Uh, we don't know. We have a sales agent, but we're, we're, oh. we don't have a distributor. So, this is a great so we're, you know, all rights are available. Yeah, Talk to our producers later. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the goal is just to get it seen, right? But yeah. Don't know. Yeah, you want you want like the people who would like the movie to know that it exists. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So people can watch on the smallest screen possible. <laughs> I found just those right. airplanes. Well, I want to be driving. cropped away from its original format. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I want. I like that a lot of your processes were collaborative. How did you handle um, disagreements or perhaps uh, dissidents between you and the collaborators that were a part of your projects? Mm. We just bullied them because there's two of us. He's <laughs> <laughs> jokes about that, but it's, um, no, I mean, sometimes that was not bullied, but like, it's, it was difficult, I think. I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to some of the other people who worked on the film because, like, we live together and so we've talked through, like, everything, you know, before anyone comes on board. And, and it must, I think it must be kind of hard to, I don't know, like, to be up against that, to be honest. Like, it's kind of. <laughs> it's, but, yeah. One thing is with two people, like, you never seem like a, as much of a jerk, because it's not just you being like, it has to be this way. It's like there's, there's two of us being like, we we thought about it. Yeah, thought, don't worry, we've already like, yes, that's a that's nice idea, good. but we thought through that, and it's actually better this way. No, but we, we, just, it was still pretty. And also, like a lot of people, like Matt, our DP, and or Katie, or um, our I production, heard the production designer. designer, or Sophie, our editor, were like the tiebreak for us as yes. well. Like, because sometimes, I mean, yeah. pretty, and it, it wasn't like ever like big big things, but like lots of little things. Like we agreed on most things, and then, yeah, if we didn't agree, that it was a tiebreaker. And we let, like, I mean, we let, we like really, really Relied leaned on, on people, yeah. leaned on heads of department and to, to bring something to it, because we, we're not experts on all the things, totally. obviously. Yeah, Sophie's, like, decisions, Sophie kind of was the boss of us, she's our yeah. editor, like, had, yeah. a lot of times. During the shoot, Katie was kind of the boss, yeah. the production designer, <laughs> yeah. and during the edit, Sophie was the boss. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, it's nice, yeah. we feel more comfortable with the yeah. boss. Yeah. it's better. <laughs> it's a good tip about two of you, though, you're working with an imaginary friend. Yeah. 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 Me, me and my co-director, we've, we've yeah. talked about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously got to be this yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, so, do you make accommodation for the multiple kinds of formats and size of screen that people mm. are likely to be watching? Oh, I don't, that was just a dumb joke. I, I don't. I don't, no, I don't, well, I don't I mean, know enough about. Seriously, I mean, it's an issue. I don't know it? enough about no? distribution stuff. I it's mean, a, it's try a really not to have main action on the very edge of frame. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think. Oh, we tried to do that because we were trying, trying to look at peripheral oh, okay, vision. Well, cool. but, um, but yeah, no, I think it's a really interesting question. We shot, we shot ours 235 and in Atmos recorded 360 Atmos in every yeah. location. So the, it's mixed in Atmos. So in fact, you can only really go and see this in the mark on the 31st and then you'll Whoa. see as it's intended to be. But, but So we're trying to do like a binaural mix of it so you can experience the 360 on a laptop and headphones. But it is complicated because it feels like people are viewing the film in, you know, whilst they're making a cup of tea, right. uh, all of those. But, but format's so important, especially now, this is part of the conversation. Like, like, I remember when Roma came out, I went and saw it. I live in Los Angeles, and they were screening it in theaters, and it was like, overwhelmed, but it's such amazing work in the sound mix, and it, it kind of, 
just the experiential part of it. And every, every friend I talked to who watched it on the screen, they were like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. And I was yeah. like, no, you did like, uh, it completely changed the experience for like, it almost like down the line, like mm. with that movie it was such a dividing thing. And I was like, well, why, why don't we like watch it in theaters? Like it was good, but it was like, there was so much work like in the storytelling for a theatrical setting for that yeah. environment. So, yeah. um, and I think you have to, in the end, you have to kind of make it for, you have a setting in mind, don't you? And, right. and you can't really yeah. go, well, how's this going to look on a laptop? Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think you can. It's even like yeah. as you go through the edit, like you, it's important, I think, to at times watch it on a big screen because yeah. it does mm-hmm. change like the yeah. pacing when you're watching it on a on a big screen as to yeah. watching it on a little screen. Yeah. Mm, definitely. As the uh, father of a, a soon-to-be screenwriting <laughs> student who, who may or may not be sitting right next to me, get him up here. Um, <laughs> don't be embarrassed. Lo- loves it. Don't be embarrassed. Loves it when I embarrass him. Um, I'm, I'm definitely taking a risk with this question. So, uh, and the financier behind this very expensive yeah, education great. that's about to happen. Have, have any of you uh, gone to film school or studied writing in school or something like that? And hopefully, hopefully the answer will be yes with yeah. one of you. Um, and then any, you know tips and Great. how to get the most well, out of Well, speaking as someone who has never been embarrassed by my father, <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I did. I mean, we, we went to the same film school, Alex and I, a partner, a.k.a. Alex and I, um, <laughs> went, went to the same film school. And, and for me, yeah, it's, it's, but it's like anything. It's you get, you get what you give. Like it, you're going to get out of it what you put into it, you know, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing. Um, with any experience, whether it's film school or helping out on a set or making your own thing, it's like, what, are, are you absorbing it? Like, are you wanting to do the thing, you know, assignments were kind of like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, of versions to make it incredibly productive, and there's a lot of versions to make it incredibly productive going a different route, too, so. It's very expensive. But the network. <laughs> yeah. The network yeah. that you came out of. Oh, Emerson had a great network, yeah. <laughs> did, wait, did someone course. make I, you say, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> do you work for <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> did you, did I didn't go to. Yeah. I, I'm going to say what, what you don't want to hear. I think, but no, I, I didn't go to film school. And I guess in docs, I feel, uh, I feel as that kind of having done studied something else is a really useful thing. You know, get a take on the world and then make films about that take on the world, rather than your take on the world being a filmmaker's take on the world. Because in some ways, filmmaking is a relatively simple thing to learn, but it's also a lifetime's kind of project. And so I think, yeah, yeah I mean, and I think it's probably completely different for fiction, but. Uh, but for docs, I don't, except sometimes when I'm talking to my DOP and he's talking a language I don't understand, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't regret not going to, to yeah. film school. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't go to film school. I came at it from acting. And, um, but I'm definitely envious of people who did because like, these guys have such a strong network of people in New York and L.A., <laughs> their, um, their peers who are all making films too, and, and were extremely helpful to us. Like, I mean, yeah. he, Alex went to school with Daniels, if you guys have heard of them, who made Swiss Army Man, and one of the Daniels um, really like helped us enormously with the script. And just like knowing all those people and, and having your teachers as mentors and I've, I've like been friends with people who went through the NYU program and they just like are so hooked up I mean after that thing just with you know with all these like wonderful um, 
people to, to sort of go to for advice and so on. So it seems cool. I wish I did it. <laughs> the coolest thing is to drop out of film school. Is there, <laughs> is there okay. another question over there? You were yeah. Let's see how many we can squeeze in. Yeah. Okay. So like my question kind of pertains to, to that. Me. Oh, sorry. Um, as a person who's really interested in film, how did you know that this was like the career that you were going to put everything into? And how did you know that this was like your future, you know? Well, the future is a bunch of question marks. <laughs> Always, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I felt like it was like not. It reached a point where I was like, oh, this is the only thing I can like imagine myself doing, and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to like to push that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how to really explain it outside of that. Was that scary? Sure, everything's scary though. You know, it's like it's like I, I don't know. I reached a point where I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll give this filmmaking thing like 20 years, and we'll see. <laughs> it doesn't pan out, and maybe I'll you know try something else. Reaching, you know, yeah. so. Good answer. Have uh, I got an answer? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess there were, I definitely remember a time where someone said, "What do you do?" And I said, "I'm a filmmaker." And that was after I'd made quite a few films, but didn't really f consider that I was a filmmaker, so I think there was a long phase where it was like, well, I'll just do the next one and then yeah. find a proper job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to, also you're talking to people who are like, it, it's hard to be like, oh yeah, I'm a filmmaker. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's still like, I don't know if you like reach that point where you're like standing on like firm ground yeah. saying like, this is who I am and yeah. this is what I do, you know? I don't know about you guys, but I just never got a job. This was perfect, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a cool answer. Um, <laughs> you should have swiped left. The, the, couch is very, the couch is very comfortable for Alex. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just I made one short film um, and really liked making it and was like, oh, I think actually I don't really want to act. This is more what I want to do. And um, it's just, it's never like a... There's been never been like a big kind of like goal at yeah. the end of that. It's been like one film at a time and um, yeah. It's such a trying thing that it's yeah. like if you reach a point where you're like went through the process of making like a short film and you're like I still want to do this yeah, again. Right. Like yeah. that's yeah. a pretty good sign. Each probably. one is like I say to definitely each one say to myself during it this is the last. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then you keep doing. You're like okay, well I guess that's who I am. Yeah. 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 yeah there's definitely moments where you don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But all of you, when you came up, we're talking about idea to screen, when you first had your idea, you never were with, I'm going to be sitting on a couch in Park <laughs> City at Sundance Film Festival. I mean, nobody was guaranteed this. And so I think the big takeaway is to just have, if you have an idea, just keep going, keep talking about it, mm -hmm. and then and, and do the work, right? Yeah, I mean, my, no my approach is like, I want to make something that's worthy of all the efforts of everyone who worked on this. Mm -hmm. It's always mm -hmm. my thing. And I'm like, and if they like it and they feel mm -hmm. proud to have worked on it, then like, that's the job. You know what I mean? All, this stuff is bonus. It's all great, you know? Mm -hmm. But if like the DP can look at it and the production designer and the actors and every, everyone can, the producers who never slept can look mm -hmm. at this thing and say, man, we're really proud of this. Then I feel like I've like done my job. Yeah. You know? I was just that it feels like a worthy thing to put out in the world because it's expensive to make film. Mm -hmm. and it's it's like exhausting, and it's like better be something that is important to be out there. I'm not that I think, it, but you know, our film is very important. It's very important. <laughs> no, it's but it's like it's either it needs to be very have a very strong message or at least Still. be like very fun. And I think our movie is at least very fun, <laughs> joyous, well, which is important. Which is important, absolutely. Yeah. And you've got to believe because there are no guarantees, and the world isn't going to come together. Well, I think it does if you do the work; it comes together. But right, the world right. isn't going to say you. We need you to no, make a film. No. So if you have an idea. 
keep going. And uh, I just want to thank all of you guys for yeah, coming to you. this. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for more panels from the 2020 Sundance Film Festival.